Pangarang Radio, Pangarang Radio, PangarangRadio.com. In three, two, one. Press play. Ooh. Let's get decadent. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Well, hi there. I've got a guy that I work with that every time I walk into work, and actually, not even every time I walk into work, sometimes he's just walking out of one of the studios at work, and he'll go, Well, hi, Jake, or well, hi, so and so, and he does it, that, that same inflection. Every time he goes, well, hi. <laughs> so I catch myself when I'm not at work or even when I'm at work and I'm saying hello to another employee, I mimic him. I'll go, well, hi, Denny. I do it all the time. <laughs> Love you, Rob. Rob's most likely not listening to this. But anyway, I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I hope you've been doing well. I hope things have been going great for you. Things have been really great for me. Been a lot of great interviews uh, getting lined up for the podcast. I'm slowly but surely getting back to to doing this once a week again, which is pretty awesome. If you've followed us or followed me on social media, you've seen that I've made a post saying, saying that somehow, some way, I'm going to get back to doing episodes once a week if I can. And so I'm in the process of doing that. I'm just saying, you know what? I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah, there I said it. So this episode, I'm really, really excited about because this guy is one of those guys that is multifaceted and he's got his hands in so many different cool things. I mean, first and foremost, he's the front man of a really awesome band called We Are The Union out of Michigan, uh, the, the Detroit, Michigan area, even though in this episode he talks about how they're actually all over the country now. Not all of them live in Michigan. Only one or two of the members lives in Michigan. He lives in California now. Um, But I am talking about Reed Wolcott from We Are The Union. But not only is he in We Are The Union, he is also the tour manager for Goldfinger, Guitar Tech, and multiple things for them. Also, not just for Goldfinger, but for Five Iron Frenzy as well. He works for a, a little agency called Over Easy Booking. And honestly, I, I don't want to call Over Easy Booking little because they've really grown over the years and really have been making a name for themselves, I feel like, in the industry. If you follow any of the talent buying, booking bands, follow any of that in the industry. I feel like Tom Chichilla, uh, who runs that uh, booking agency, has really been making a good name for himself. So, um, so yeah, when Reed is not doing his own thing, he's behind the scenes for one of my favorite bands of all time, Goldfinger, and uh, multiple others as well. So I was really excited to talk to him just about not only We Are The Union, which I just became a, became a fan of 
about a year ago when I saw them open up for a real big fish. Um, they were on tour with them last fall and winter. Um, that's when I was turned on to them. And then I, I think I friended him on Facebook or something or followed him on Instagram. And I saw that he was working for Goldfinger and for Five Iron Frenzy. And I'm like, wow, that is, that's just amazing. I've got to talk to this guy. And it finally happened. And I'm very grateful for that. So Reed, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your time. So that is our uh, interview today. Reed is our interview. And I think you're really going to uh, enjoy this. We kind of dive into all kinds of different things, not just about the things I listed, but we talk about uh, Blink-182, actually. We talk about the new music they've been releasing and, and how we feel about it and how fans feel about it and all that stuff. Just dive into all kinds of different things as usual. We're also going to hear quite a few songs today. So the first one being from a band that I've had on the show before and I've played their music before, Lightweights out of Chicago. Joshua Long, their frontman, has been on the show. And we're going to play a song they just put out a couple weeks ago, at least I think it was a couple weeks ago, called Stability. And then you're going to hear from a band called Television Supervision. And this is long overdue for playing one of their songs because um, one of their members is like a diehard fan of the podcast. In fact, if you ever see Television Supervision live, you might see uh, him wearing our T-shirt. Um, they wear it. Uh, he wears it on tour, I guess, all the time. And then we're going to hear from Green Knuckle Material. Oh, I should mention the Television Supervision song is called Daydreams. Um but to uh, Green Knuckle material, this band is really interesting. Um, they've got, I feel like, all different genres kind of meshed into one. You know, there's the ska vibe, but there's obviously the ska punk. Yeah, there's the ska punk sound, but there's also like funk and some other, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. We're just going to listen to it. But they've got a brand new single out called Traffic. So those are the bands we're going to hear from today. Uh, throughout this episode as we talk to Reed from We Are The Union. And I think the best way to start off this interview is to play a song from We Are The Union's latest record that came out last year. It's called Self Care. If you haven't listened to this album yet, you need to. Listen to it front to back, put it on repeat. It's well worth it. There's uh, one of their most well-known songs on Spotify at this point is called A Better Home from the album called Self Care. So that's what we're going to listen to right now before we actually start to uh, to talk to Reed, before I start to talk to him. I always say we, but it's just me. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to shut up. Here's A Better Home by We Are The Union.
I do have to change over my laundry real quick. Hey, hey, that's totally cool. I've had people, I, I interviewed one guy who was making a, um, he had this, this uh, love for the, the, uh, oh, what the hell do they call him? Wake up wraps at Duncan. Mm. He uh, he just yep. is obsessed with those. So while we sure. were while we were doing the interview over the phone, he was actually in his kitchen, and there was all this clanging going around, and he was making wake up, you know, his version of a wake up rap at his home. Version? That's yeah. so funny. So you know, I mean, and yeah, I've, I uh, I have to go back, and that was uh, a guy, an awesome guy named Matt from uh, a band called City Mouth out of Chicago. Great okay. band. And yeah. yeah, so he was, it was, it was obnoxiously loud, but it was entertaining. It was made for, <laughs> made for a fun podcast. So, I mean, yeah, you, sure did. you changing your, uh, you changing your laundry is, is definitely okay. <laughs> so. Pretty, pretty uneventful in the scheme of things. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, I mean, we could get, we could make it eventful, you know, get down with, uh, <laughs> so do you separate your colors? Do you, what laundry <laughs> detergent do you use? You know? <laughs> Do you separate with, you know, let's socks? I only wear black and don't call button downs. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to separate. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, thank you so much for, uh, you know, taking the time to do this because you are a super, super busy man. And have you, have you recovered from the weekend? I'm not sure if you have. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> so, you know. Not even a little bit. Yeah, you, you played... Three. Well, no, you started off in in uh, Detroit, right, or in somewhere in right. Michigan. Yeah, we uh, got to play got to play a hometown show. It's it's technically Ferndale. Um, Ferndale is is literally when you're on Woodward. Ferndale is the first city out of Detroit. So you know if you're playing in Ferndale, like you're basically playing Detroit as far as geography is concerned. It's definitely you know I'm not trying to diminish Ferndale. It's definitely it's it's its own entity. Uh, I actually lived there for a little while. It's a really, it's a really nice town, but um, you know, geographically, if you're if you're playing in Ferndale, you're you're pretty much playing in Detroit. I get what you're saying. Yeah, that I mean, it's the same yeah. when when you come to Chicago and you play in the suburbs or just outside of the city or whatever. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's easier just to say Chicago. It's like, yeah, we technically played Tinley Park on on Saturday, but like, you know, as far as who was going to that show is concerned, you know, it was mostly people. You know, probably, probably I'm assuming from from who would consider themselves to be from Chicago. So. Yeah, from the greater area. Kind of one of those things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It reminds me of um, when I used to tour in a band. Um, I used to just yeah. always say we were from Chicago, even though we weren't. Sure. It was just always easier sure. to say that. And my my bass player would always give me so much shit for it. Because <laughs> it'd be like, dude, yeah. we're we're not from Chicago. And it's just like, just like, yeah, but no one knows where this small Mantino or this town called Mantino is, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um but anyway, yeah. Yeah, that was that was always weird the union thing too. It's like we we were from you know, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which like some people know what that is, but like you know, when you're when you're super far from there and and you know you don't really know if people are going to know, it doesn't really make sense to be like we're from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I was like, where's that? It's like, yeah, we're from the Detroit area. We're like, got it. You know, you know, I feel like most people should know where Ann Arbor is because I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I, the the college kind of helps, right? There's a there's a well known college there. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, University of Michigan. And I've always I've I've never been there, 
Um, but I've always been told it's a good town. It's a good town. Yeah. So, um, that's good to hear. Good to hear that from someone who actually lived there. So (laughs) do you still live there? hundred percent. No, I don't. I actually live in, uh, in Pasadena, California now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Which in many ways is, is Ann Arbor, but picked up and moved, you know, 3000 miles across the, uh, across the country. Yeah. Um, it's how, very similar. There's a lot of trees. It's, it's a dual college town, so there's, you know, it's uh, very similar to what I'm used to. Oh, well, except for the temperature, right? <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> I would say you uh, you made a pretty pretty awesome move there. Not to say anything bad, you know. <laughs> I have no complaint. Yeah, gosh. Um, did you do that? Well, it's it's been great for me, too. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. No, please continue. Uh, no, I was just going to say it's been good for me, too, but uh, I think this may address, might address what you were going to ask, um, which is, you know, not only has it been great, you know, geographically and in terms of weather and all that, but in terms of, like, my life and, like, what I do. And, you know, it's been, there. there's been so many opportunities that have come my way as a musician and as an artist just from being here, you know, and being available. Yeah, I would think there'd be, uh, that would be much beneficial to be out in California or even, you know, if you were going to be somewhere closer like Nashville, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so many of my friends that are in music, they're either going, if it's not California, it's Nashville. So, you know, but is everyone else from We Are The Union still in Michigan? Uh, No, actually... We're kind of scattered all over the place. So oh, wow. I'm in I'm in Pasadena. Um, our drummer Brent is in Orange County. Okay. Um, so we're the we're the California crew. Okay. And then we've got um, we've got Brandon just moved back to the Detroit. Actually, he moved back to Detroit proper. Okay. Uh, and then Ricky lives in the Detroit area. I think he's in Ypsilanti right now. And then uh, Jeremy's down in Florida. My God. So we're all over the place. <laughs> Damn. <It's... laughs> it was worse. Brandon used to be in Texas. So oh. it was like two people in California, one person in Texas, one person in Michigan, one person in Florida. It was just like, it was a disaster trying to get anything done. But <laughs> it's yeah. We have kind of like two central locations, you know? Yeah. We have a West so. Coast and a Midwest office. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I, I didn't realize everyone was so scattered. It's so weird to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, from yeah. a from a band that's still like early on in their career, because most bands you hear about, yeah. that's usually like fifteen or twenty years, you know, after they've been a band, everyone's like, oh well, so and so's here and so and so's there, but it's like right. you guys are all over the place right away. So how does how does that work? Like, how do you guys make that work? Well, luckily, luckily we have been well. It's twofold. Uh, number one is is we've been super fortunate that uh, there seems to be a lot of momentum in our direction right now. And like, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for a while. We're on year, I want to say 12 or so. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, in, in the last, since we put out self-care, so I guess in the last year, uh, things have been, you know, there's, there's been a little bit of a, of a momentum shift. Uh, shows are starting to do better. We're starting to see better turnouts. We're starting to see, um, uh, it's more and more activity around the band in general. And that, you know, that's, that's really been helpful. Um, you know, there's, there's more people coming, there's more money for us to 
buy plane tickets for everybody. So it's like, it's funny. It's like the, 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 <laughs> the more revenue we bring in as a band, the more we end up spending on airfare and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Really funny. I would imagine. Um, but, uh, so there's that. Uh, and that's, that's a big part of it, but also just, you know, we, we're really selective about what we do. We don't, we don't really tour unless it's a support tour. Um, we're really careful to, we handpick everywhere that we play, every venue, every band, everything is very curated and, and careful. And because that's our model, we're, we're really able to, to kind of, you know, live far apart and, you know, it's, we, we don't necessarily need to all be in the same place logistically. Because as long as we get together for, you know, a few days of rehearsal beforehand, you know, we're, we're good to go. We've been playing these, these songs together for so long. Uh, and even the new ones, you know, we, we did a whole, a whole U.S. tour on them. So it's like, <laughs> logistically, we don't really need to be in the same place, which is kind of freeing and kind of nice. We can all kind of like live our own lives and then have this thing that we do like, you know, once a month or, or so. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's really great. And we don't get sick of each other, but, you know, which is the curse of a lot of touring bands. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's been pretty great, yeah. And or bands that live together when even they're not on the road too. There's a lot of bands exactly. that do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, which is like you know, it's one of those things. It's like you know, they're they're you know, your band is is in theory like you know your best friends in the world. And I know that's that's definitely you know for 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 us like you know we're all we're all super close friends, and uh, it's nice to like. It's nice to have a relationship that's not so strained by living in a van together or like you said, sharing a house. It's like those those types of those types of curveballs always like always seem to mess up the dynamics. And mm-hmm. uh so we're lucky that like we're kinda able to just have our own lives and we all have our own projects, you know? Yeah. Uh, we all we're all doing all sorts of different stuff. Reed's a pretty cool guy, huh? I love that I'm doing this interview with him while he's doing his laundry. It's great. (laughs) We're going to take a little break. Let's get to our first song. Hey, guys. It's Brandon here with Lightweights. Just finished my breakfast beer here. Thanks, Jacques, for having us on your pizza-making podcast. Here's a new song called Stability, which you can find somewhere on the internet, I guess. Just don't ask me where, you dumbass.
Well, as far as you're concerned, um, outside of We Are the Union, I mean, just from the little bit that I know, you tour manage. I do. I, well, I do a lot of stuff. I uh, figured there so, was more to it than that. So I was really, yeah, I was really so, anxious to hear about all that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my uh, my big my big thing right now is uh, I'm booking and tour managing and guitar tracking for Goldfinger. Um, that's kind of my my main gig outside of We Are the Union, uh, and that's that's a fun gig too because every once in a while somebody can't make it, and then I end up on stage with a guitar or bass in my hand. Yeah, I replied to your Instagram uh, story that one time, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" I'm like, "That's so awesome!" Yeah. It just I was like instantly so happy to see that, just because it was it was amazing. I bet it, it was, was my, and that was yeah. that was like a private. Was that like a private party, or was that uh, an okay, actual show? So, so there's been two. There's been two. So okay. number one was I, I. I actually played the entire Australian tour. Oh no uh, shit! Because we wow. had uh, our, our yeah Phil wasn't able to make it, and uh, we got uh, Chris Cheney from the Living End to fill in, who's an incredible guitar player, but uh, he couldn't make the Perth show, the first show of the tour. Okay. And, uh, we were all kind of panicking about what to do. And I, you know, we had a little side chat going that, that, uh, you know, that, that Sullivan wasn't a part of. And, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, look, I know this is going to be a hard sell. Cause he's never seen me play guitar, but like, I already know the set. Like, you know, I've been playing these songs, most of them since I was 12 years old in my basement. <laughs> like <laughs> I know the set. let's just figure out how to make this happen. I'll bring my guitar. Like <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it work, you know? And, and, it took a lot of convincing and a lot of different people calling John and being like, Hey man, I know you don't know the guy like that. Cause we hadn't really met. We only met once before. And he's like, but the guy can do it. Like, it'll be okay. And, uh, so <laughs> finally convinced him to go for it. Then, uh, we get off stage in Perth. If we played a show. It's like the best fucking hour of my life. Right. Right. Like having a blast. We get off stage and I was like, I turned to John. I was like, John, that was super fun. Thank you for that. That was literally a childhood dream come true. Like, you know, if there's ever another opportunity, I'd love to do it again. And he, without even anything that said it, he goes, there's a 100% chance for that. You're playing the rest of the tour. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I would be shitting my so pants. So it was me. Wow. It was me and Chris Cheney holding it down on guitar. Um, it was, uh, and Chris Cheney is, like, one of the best guitar players in the world. So it's, like, me standing on stage next to him, like, I don't fucking belong next to this guy. <laughs> like, I can play power chords, sure, but, like, this guy's like one of the one of the living shredders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was wild every night. I just went to my room and be like, "Hey, you're Chris Cheney. What's up, man?" <laughs> wow, that's just unreal, man. And to yeah, be it was, amongst it was very fun. be amongst all the other legends that are in Goldfinger as well, because now it's yep, it's such yep. it's like a super group nowadays. And it yeah, that's, and, it, and it always that's amazing. And, and like you were saying with the with the that private party, like I was. You know, and this goes back to being in LA and being available for things. I was just like, got a text from John and was like, "Hey, do you want to play with me and Travis Barker this weekend?" He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah." Sure. Why, why would I say no? <laughs> I think I can clear my schedule. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it should be more of so a text, was... like saying that you are going to play instead of like asking because it's yeah like, right it's like did right. you really just ask me that, that yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i appreciated that he phrased it as a question but yeah you're right it's like duh what am i gonna do say no <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well but yeah so we played uh it was actually a fundraiser for travis's kids school and they've done uh, that before uh, i think i've yeah, seen something they do it every online. year yep. yeah that's awesome yeah yeah that's, and so that's cool. funny at the end of the night like 
we played it, and at the end of the night, Travis goes, thanks for playing, man. It was fun. I was like, did you just thank me for playing with you? <laughs> That's like, not how this works. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the opposite, man. Like, I am so, speaking yeah. of, I, I just watched the new Blink video. Um, oh, I Dark Side. It. I saw a clip. It looks hilarious. Yeah, it's so it's so funny because like the song's called Dark Side, but like the whole video mm-hmm. is so like up and like happy. You know, it's yeah. got like all these. It I, sounds I, like Blink. Yeah, it sounds like I think it sounds like Blink. You know, I mean, everyone yeah. is gonna yeah. say their own thing about it, but I enjoy it. I I enjoy the so, new Blink. My take my take on it is this: Look, when when Blame It on the Youth came out, I was like, "What is this? This is not good." That was weird, uh, yeah. And that was just my, my gut reaction, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, a day later, the fucking chorus was stuck in my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was. like Yes. Just, and, and, like, I'd only heard the song one time. It was just in there. And then I kind of went back, like, once the shock wore off. I went back and listened to it. And I gotta say, I actually like that song a lot. I actually think it's really good. It's just, like, it was just, like, kind of a shock to my system that I wasn't ready for. Um, but once I got over that, I was like, that song's actually just a good, like, pop rock song. Like, yeah, if you mm-hmm. want, you know, if you want First Date Part 2 or, you know, Dumpweed Part 2 or something like that, like, yeah, it's not that. But also, like, you know, can we really expect an artist to make the same album over and over again? No. Like, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. once, I, once I got over the shock, I, I kind of went back and revisited all the new songs. I was like, these are all great. Mm-hmm. They're just different. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that, you know, and nothing is ever stays the same. And also, yeah. if you think about it, um, my, I was having this conversation with my brother uh, the other day about how yeah. really when you go back 20 years and you go back to Enema of the State, like that whole record yeah. is such a poppy record. It really is. Yeah. Like, And so, yeah. and yeah. if you fast forward now back to, you know, uh, 2019, not much has changed. It's just, you know, pop yeah. obviously changes its style a little bit. Sure. And yeah. so, and the fact that people are, are bitching about how it, you know, how they're not punk rock anymore. And it's like, well, do you remember sure. Enema of the State? Like, it's almost right. like a, a right. boy band record. And I'm not, and I don't mean, yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just, you know, no. like when you. They have, they have, they have not been a punk rock band for a long, long time. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and evolve. I mean, that's the thing that, that I think gets missed in all this, and, and in all the conversations about, like, you know, whatever bands and new material. It's like, and, and you know, I don't, I don't expect everybody to like every evolution that a band goes through. I think that's that's too much to ask. But but I understand, like, you know, when you look at a band like, well, I guess it's a, a solo artist now, but when you look at, like, Panic at the Disco, like, started as, like, weird like, theater emo, mm-hmm. and it was cool. And then, like, I mean, Brendan Muir blossomed as a songwriter and wrote what I would argue is a pop masterpiece of an album. And, like, is it full of, like, weird vaudeville references and, and you know, like, medieval instruments? No. But it's a really good pop record. And I think I think there's something to be said for appreciating an artist that can evolve and can excel in so many different ways. You know, I think that, that that's kind of something that gets missed in in a lot of the discussions about whatever band's new music. It's everybody's just kind of that. Everybody gets to the knee jerk reaction of this is different, and then they just go, "I don't like it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, well, give it some time. Like, give it another listen. You know, at least maybe it's not for you, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily trash. And I think that that's that's kind of the thing that that people always get caught up with. It's like, well, it's different, so it's bad. Yes, like, no, yeah. it's different, so you don't like it, and that's okay. But 
that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And like, I think, I think appreciating the evolution is, is something that, uh, that's important as, as a, as a listener is, is to look at like, look at your favorite artist and go, all right, well, they're making something that they're actually inspired by. Cool. Like, do you really want them to, to turn out the same record? every two years until they die. Like that sounds boring as hell. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> like poke, you know, just poke my eyes out right now or my ears, mm-hmm. I guess I should say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I can, I agree with you 100%. And if it's something you don't like, then that's that you don't have to, to, yeah. to label it yeah. so quickly with trash. And cause you're still talking about it. They may not be your, your best friend and you may not talk to them every day, but you're still talking about sure. someone's feelings. So, you know, yeah. that might be sensitive yeah, of me to say, who, but you're still talking about someone that's well, poured in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And yeah, and they've know. they've put they've put effort into it. And you know, I think at the end of the day, like this is somebody who created something that was super important to them or to you. Mm-hmm. You know, right. when right. you're when you know, and, and I think I think people get like the wrong idea. They get this weird like sense of ownership instead of sense of appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's weird. Like. I think we, it's so easy for us to forget that like artists are people, people change and that's good. <clears throat> I'll try to keep all of this in mind when the next, we are the union record comes out and I don't like <laughs> send out a tweet and say, Oh, oh God, oh, yeah. that sucks. Uh, Sounds nothing like uh, self care. It's definitely different. Uh, there are already songs in the works. It's definitely, it's definitely different. Hope you're enjoying my conversation with Reed Wolcott from we are the union. Let's get to another tune. Hey, y'all, this is Brett from Television Supervision, and you're about to rock out to our new dance punk anthem, Daydreams, right here on the Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast.
Well, I'm um, excited um, to, to hear new stuff because I really liked self-care because it's so cool to hear all these different elements of, to me, what is out in the scene, you know, because like you've got the yeah. the influence of all the bands we, we grew up with, like Less Than Jake and Goldfinger right. and, and Real Big Fish, mm-hmm. you know, you got the whole ska punk thing. But then there's also elements that I'm like, Ooh, like this this riff reminds me of a real friend song or what you know, whatever. Right. right like sure. then you go to that yeah. whole genre a little bit, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I kinda just um you know, I mean the way that record worked was I, I kind of generated the the skeletons and the lyrics and the melodies for 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 all the songs and then we kind of kind of demoed that and then we all sat down together out here in LA at uh at my studio and uh kind of like figured out what the songs were going to be with everybody else's input on them and then we kind of built it from there and so I think that you know it kind of started it started really heavy in the sort of like weird weird direction does that make sense like the weirder songs are the songs that I kind of started with and then as we worked together more and more it kind of like brought itself back to uh brought itself back to, you know, kind of some level of normalcy. I, I kind of just let all those, kind of let everything out and, uh, and started with the weird songs. And then, um, you know, we, we worked our way backwards from there and it, and it kind of like brought itself back to kind of weird union territory, which is how I've always worked. Oddly enough, it's like, I go off in my weird tangent and mm-hmm. then the band kind of like brings me back down to earth a little bit. Uh, and, and it's cool. It lets us progress without putting out something that's like super jolting and, and, and off-putting. Yeah. Uh, and I like it. It's, it's a good balance. The, the, the rest of the band is really good about being like, hey, what about like a Scott song? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I like Scott. <laughs> I've got this vivid picture in my head of Reed presenting his songs and he's just like, mm-hmm. they're just so way off. And like even the way Reed is dressed is just a very... Uh, emo and emotional way and then oh, yeah. everyone just kind of like giving you a hug and being like it's okay like how about <laughs> how about we do this instead <laughs> yeah 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 no it's it's definitely it's definitely a big part of it i mean you know the um the addition of jeremy and uh and brent to the band you know i've, I've said this a million times since they came on board kind of really reignited my interest in in I won't say my interest in ska and ska punk because that interest has always been there, but uh, my interest in in creating it, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. they they kind of both reminded me that like you know you can be you can be creative within the genre and and that's okay uh, because there's there is really a mentality among it's weird like we always joke in the, in in our you know band discussions and in our in our group text about like there are so many people who are like, we need new ska music, but then you like, you bring them new, new ska music and they're like, nah, not that though. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, so they've, but they, you know, so it kind of gets frustrating because people like, they want the same thing over and over again, which is, you know, again, that's how, that's how our brains are conditioned. I'm not like judging or blaming anybody. It's just like, you know, that's, that's what they want. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of, I got frustrated for, for a long, long time with the genre and, and, Brent and and Jeremy came in with such a like refreshed energy and we're just so excited to like, you know, <clears throat> to to you know, be creative and and to to kind of push each other that I was like, you know, 
all right, let's just do it. Like, <laughs> well, I'm very happy. And it, and I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I I can definitely see um, what you're saying. It it kind of reminds me of when you know Third Wave was coming out and Two Tone mm-hmm. fans were not having it. So right. and now it's three you know Third Wave fans hear some newer you know yeah. Scott and yeah, they're like yeah. no unless of course you got <laughs> yeah. I mean you got interrupters right now right but yeah, they're they in a s- weird spot they're in a weird spot because to me and you know I'm not bashing them at all because I think they're an nope. amazing band but they sound yeah. a lot like Rancid you know <laughs> right right so right. yeah I mean there's there's that I don't know if you can really say that they gravitated super far away from you know the 90s sound i mean yeah no i don't i don't think so um i think they're they're great i think the songs are awesome yeah i agree i love uh, it but but i would agree it is definitely it definitely feels kind of like um i don't know what the word for it is because you know i don't want to i don't want to diminish their creativity you know their songs are really good yeah and that's just that they're they're kind of like they they feel almost like uh well okay Let's use this as an example, like Greta Van Fleet, right? They're they're kind of criticized for for the you know, Led Zeppelin thing, like Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like, look, I I don't care. That's not for me. But the, the, you can't argue that the songs aren't good. Like mm-hmm. the songs are very very good. And you know, I, I look at a band like that and I go, okay, well, they're being creative within you know a set of parameters. And is that you know is that necessarily worse than? you know, destroying the parameters and, and being creative outside of them. No, it's just different. Yeah. And so, you know, I look at a band like the interrupters and I go, cool, they're writing insanely catchy, insanely fun Scott punk songs. Are they trying to innovate the genre? No. So who but cares that they're not? Yeah. But they're help. They're help <laughs> keeping the it. They're help keeping it going. You know? Yeah. The, the goal for them seems to be let's write fun songs that people like to sing back to us at the shows and fucking mission accomplished. Yeah. Like, yeah, the songs are great. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I uh, I think I I have no I have no uh, I have nothing but nice things to say about that band. I just think that they that what they're doing is definitely different mm-hmm. um, than that you know what than what we're doing. And I think that that's I think that's healthy and that's cool. And I think that's how music scenes survive is having sort of different yeah <laughs> those different ends of the spectrum where it's like you know you have your your you know your super commercially successful bands that are kind of like, you know, doing the, the, the fun, like the fun live show sing along angle. And then you have bands that are doing something that's a little more like, I don't want to use the word artistic cause that sounds like I'm being pretentious, but like <laughs> bands that are doing something that's like a little bit more sort of like, well, it's not just commercial. A little bit more free. We'll say it's I not guess, commercial. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's not too, and, you know, yeah. It's not too controlled, I guess is yeah. which, maybe another, which again, both sides of that coin are important. They both yes. need to be there. Oh, definitely. I agree with that. Um, so how did you land these gigs of, of TMing? I know you, the main <laughs> one you do is Goldfinger, but and I, yeah, I assume yeah. you're working with Tom, right, from Over Easy? Yes, exactly. Okay. exactly so, yep. you, so you work yep. for him. Yeah, so uh, what happened was right around the time Brent started working, um, started playing with We Are The Union, uh, I had actually – so I had actually moved out to Los Angeles to quit music. Uh, completely, which mm-hmm. we saw how we all see how well that worked out for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty well. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, should I be doing what he just yeah, did right, right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, am I? I highly making, recommend it. Yeah, I'm making a mistake, aren't I? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I I moved out here to to uh, 
to quit music and to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, um, which I did, uh, ironically, it just happened to be the same thing I was already doing just better. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I moved out here and I was managing a bar and I was miserable. Uh, and I was just, you know, super not happy. Um, and, uh, Brent was kind of like, well, why don't you, you know, why don't you pick up some stuff with Tom? Like that's in the industry that you want to work in. And, and, you know, it's not exactly like, you know, point for point what you want to be doing, but it's a foot in the door to a side of an industry that you've been trying to work in for a long time. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. So, you know, sort of the, the ball rolling there. And then, uh, you know, Tom and I kept talking and, and eventually it, uh, eventually it turned into a job where, you know, now I, I get to book, get to book for Goldfinger and for Five Iron Frenzy. And I go out on the road with both of them. And, you know, everyone, you know, most, mostly tour manager or do front of house, but every once in a while I end up with a, with a guitar or a bass in my hand, which is always fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, I get to, uh, get to hang out with musicians that I've looked up to for, for my whole life and be, be creative with them and, and figure out how to put on a great show and keep their fans happy. And it's, it's, it's really gratifying. And, you know, and in, in turn it's challenged me to be better in my own projects, you know, with, with, we are the union and with, you know, with, you know, the, the other creative projects I have out here, it's challenged me to be better, to be a better performer, to be a better songwriter. Just, just by being around that kind of caliber of person, it's, it kind of made me realize like I actually have to rise to the occasion. Uh, and, and I just hadn't been challenged like that in the music industry. And so, uh, it, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool going down that road. That's uh, awesome. With Tom and, and then all these great people. And that makes it sound like Tom's not a great person. <laughs> So, so I'm going to let him, if he listens to this, I'm going to let him hear that and laugh. Okay. He's going to laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what's funny. There's, there's a, okay. I got a couple questions. First is the Brenton. We are the union. The one he's always bitching about. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Oh my God. That's a, I same did guy. not realize that was <laughs> yeah, Brent. Guy. Like the say, I didn't make that realization mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. we've been talking about Brent and we are the union. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yep. wait a minute. Is that because obviously same that's, guy. it's like a daily, you know, occurrence. If, if you're friends with Tom Tachilla on, yeah. on Facebook or whatever, he's always bitching about Brent. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if, mm-hmm. you know, you listen on, listen to him on the Mike Herrera podcast, like I've, I've heard <laughs> yeah. that and I'm just like, man, yep. like, I feel, it's like, I feel sorry for Brent. Like, <laughs> like I just want to give him a hug, you know? And, um, but it, it cracks me up. Tom, yeah. Tom crack, cracks me up. That's, uh, that's hilarious. Um, and yep. then the next thing, um, oh, crap, I f- actually forgot what I was going to, oh, did you... <laughs> So obviously you're going to be at the show on on Friday in Chicago yep, with Goldfinger, sure which sure I am will. I am super stoked for that show because yeah, I haven't it's be good I haven't seen Goldfinger since I was 13. So oh nice it's it's been a while. I actually had tickets for when they were here. I mean, that must have been a couple of years ago. Um, Is it the much the same Goldfinger show at Concord Music Hall? Yes, yes it was, and I couldn't end up Indeed. going. So. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited that I'm actually able to go to this one. So, mm-hmm. um, so is that something yeah, that awesome. that you booked or Tom booked, and you're just tour managing? No, nope, this 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 one's me. Uh, wow. I I at this point, uh, I mean, we we alternate. Uh, Tom does a lot of the international stuff these days. Okay, uh, but he handles you know some things here and there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of we kind of tag team it, but Chicago is all me. That's awesome, man. Uh, good good for you. Uh, Thanks, man. It's a it's a good one. The, the lineup is good. I mean, that we always collaborate on the lineup. This kind of goes back to what I was saying about we are the union. You know, where we're 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 curated and, and very careful in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And that 
for we are the union comes from my and me and me and Brent uh, working with Tom, where he's very much like, I mean, that's his whole model yeah. is everything is curated. Everything is careful. And so we put together, you know, we put together a bill that I think is really awesome. We put together Goldfinger, Big D and the kids table and the planet smashers. Like those are three awesome ska punk bands that like, if you like ska punk, you're excited to see all three of those bands probably. And, uh, and so that's kind of, that's kind of where I really enjoy that that job is kind of like looking at looking at you know how we can put together a bill of bands like kind of one of those like holy shit I have to go to this kind of things mm-hmm. like that's what we want to do always why would we want to put on a show that's anything less than that you know right it's like yeah it's super super fun and super gratifying and I'm I'm very excited it's going to be a good night I that's one thing I I will say, um, say about Tom that I've just learned from from listening to, to him on Mike Herrera's mm-hmm. podcast and stuff is I, I like that he's careful like that. And, and I've kind of absorbed that just from those, yeah. those conversations I've listened to. And, and that's something it, it makes me think about just things that I'm doing, you know, that are yeah, not 100%. even related to, to booking shows, just, you know, doing yeah. this podcast. Like I'm like thinking, okay, I, I should be more careful or, you know, just, and, and thinking yeah. things through more. That's really it it's really thinking things through like all the way. And, and, you know, there's, I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's anything, anybody in this, in this industry right now who does that better than, than Tom, I mm-hmm. think. And it's been, it's been great working with him for that, for that reason. Cause he really is like, I'll think that I've thought something through and then I'll bring it to him. He's like, yeah, but what about these 10 things? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, you're right. Uh, damn it. Oh, why did you have to say that? Drawing board. All right, here yeah. we go. But you know, he, he's, far far more often than not right yeah. and uh and and every time he challenges me to go back and look at something again i learned something and and that's it's kind of what it's all about right mm-hmm. yeah exactly hope you're enjoying my conversation with reed wolcott from we are the union here on pop punk and pizza just got to play one last song before we get to the last section of my interview with reed hope you enjoy <sighs> here we go again brake lights Bumper to bumper, as always. This kind of traffic is the worst. But you know what kind of traffic I do like? The latest single from Green Knuckle Material that you're about to be listening to. Wow, is that that was really fucking lame. Jesus. How do I how do I turn this shit off? That was fucking terrible. So 
to when it comes to tour managing um mm. i've always wanted to learn more about that i mean i know sure. some of the things that a tour manager does but sure what are some of the things you do like you know day of show day before all just like all that stuff what are the, mm-hmm. the tasks at hand yeah yeah well the the this time is actually my my first time stepping away a little bit from the the quote unquote tour manager role. I'm actually going in just as a tech okay. uh, and being like quote unquote a production manager. Um, it's kind of focusing on more of that side of things. But up until now, um, you know, the, it, it's basically like day of show is basically it really is wrangling everybody. And I don't just mean the band; I mean it's wrangling the venue. It's making sure that everything that was agreed upon as happening, whether that's transportation, whether that's what time load in and sound check are, whether that's, you know, <clears throat> what time do doors open, like all, all of the, the sort of schedule and logistical related things. It's basically just making sure all of those things happen. And if they're not happening, figuring out how to make them happen. Um, you know, it's, it's collecting guest lists and turning that into the venue. It's, you know, kind of handling, handling all the things that nobody thinks about. Um, and you know, in order to make sure that the, that the show runs. Now, do you take part in the, like the settlement of the show too, or is that? Yeah. That's, that's tour manager. Else? Yep. Yep. Okay. That's, that's the tour manager's job as well as then, then settling at the end of the night. And that kind of goes into, uh, um, what I was saying about making sure that everything was agreed upon is, is executed. Cause you, you sit down with the deal and you go over all the numbers and you say, here's how many tickets, blah, 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 you know? Uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. We are one of the only companies that kind of sends their own internal crew. And so we're able to be much more thorough on settlement, I think, than, than a lot of others, because it's usually, the person who did the deal, if they're not the person settling, they're at least in the building. So if there's any questions, it's literally, Hey, what's this about? What did you have? You know, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's no, there's no sort of lapse in communication 
Um, and, and I think that that's, that's super helpful in terms of making sure that, again, that everything that was agreed upon is, is indeed what happens, mm. uh, which, is, which is something that's really difficult to do when you're dealing with something that has as many moving parts as, as, as a, a show. You know, especially uh, well, when you're in when you're in rooms like the House of Blues, where it's, you know, loading is almost eight hours before doors sometimes. You know. Yeah, usually it's it's pretty damn early. Um, yeah, at, it's just moving parts all day, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure all the parts that are moving are moving where they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and that's a long ass day because you know the show goes till you know eleven o'clock or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I. Uh, that's another thing that I think is great that Tom has done with his company is that that fact of cutting out that middle person and and having yeah. that yeah. that crew. I think that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really important. I think uh, now more than ever, as the industry becomes more and more corporate uh, and less and less um, <clears throat> independent. I mean, we see independent venues falling every month another big indie venue goes under or gets bought out by live nation yeah i think that you know the the unfortunate reality of dealing with corporations is they want everything to be cut and paste uh and very sort of like uniform and and we don't play (laughs) by a lot of their rules Mm -hmm. and so um you know it it really is helpful to have kind of us on the ground to be like, hey, uh, uh-uh, that's not how this is going to go. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> I know this is how you normally do it, but this will be agreed upon. So, yeah, you know. And it seems like more and more there's just m- just more restrictions, more rules in place, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. more money. Yep. Like, you know, either the merch rate is going up, or now they want to yep. take a rate yep. for something else. Yep. You know, and the fees, yep. the fees are ridiculous. Yep. You know, yep. so, but. Um, yeah, and it's and it's frustrating too because it's like when it's an independent promoter, it's you know usually it, it's a conversation that we can have and it's pretty easy. But also like with an independent promoter, you know, it's a person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, a the conversation can be had, but also b like, it's their job. Like it feel it just feels more like, you know, it, it, whereas when you're dealing with a corporation, it feels very sort of like rigid and very like, well what am I doing making money for a multi-billion dollar company? Like is really, really, is that, is that the goal here? Like, why don't we just take care of our artists instead? Mm -hmm. That makes makes so much more sense. Yeah. It's Um, yeah. That's, that's the, uh, it's like, there's, there's the good and the bad, but I'm sure it's, it's so much nicer when you're actually dealing with that promoter or that person that just runs that venue. It's like dealing with a mom and pop shop deal. Which that said, like, look, some of the Live Nation buyers that I work with on a regular basis are some of the nicest people I know. They're great. There's no, this is no shade to them. It's just you know they're they're part of a of a bigger corporation that kind of like, you know, is is incentivized to, you know, again make things kind of cookie cutter and and you know, as efficient as possible from their end. But usually that ends up with ends up with the artists uh, getting screwed. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's why you guys are there to look out for them. Exactly. Well, um, I, I know, uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So, um, because I, I could, you know, I've got a billion questions, so, (laughs) so I could go on forever, but, uh, this has been great, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Um, and maybe I'll happen to pass by, uh, on Friday. Who knows? Um, Yeah, please. By all means, I will, I'll be around running around. Cool. uh, Trying to keep all the guitars in tune. I did. (laughs) It's funny because, um, 
back in March when mm-hmm. MXPX and Five Iron played at Bottom <clears throat> yep. Lounge, I could have swore I saw you and yep. lo and behold, sure did. I did see you. You sure did. Um, yep. And I almost went up and said something, but I'm like, no, there's no way. And then I guess after a while, I kept seeing more posts from you about working with with those bands and i'm like oh yeah, i was like yeah. that was him i was like i should have yeah. said something yeah, yeah so. it does uh it does happen it'll be funny i'll be like because i run front of house for five iron which means i'm kind of kind of out in the crowd you know okay that's so that every once in a while like, i get somebody who's like who's like you read from wheel of the union i'm like yeah thanks <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> here i am mixing yeah. five iron frenzy what's up that's <laughs> so awesome. it's just always like the weirdest look it's very funny it's like, yeah what are you doing here i'm like yeah i do this too <laughs> but i'm sure it makes you feel good though right that they yeah, recognize yeah. you for that and you're mm-hmm. not just like the sound guy for five iron yeah. you're like reed yeah. from we are the union <laughs> so i will it's say i will say um I you know I saw the saw you guys for the first time with a real big fish last year oh, yeah. last fall, and then seeing you for the second time this last weekend at three fifty, mm-hmm. I did notice that that difference that mm-hmm. you were kind of talking about earlier with mm-hmm. just having more of you know your pieces in place and like I I mm-hmm. thought you guys sounded like not that you sounded. I'm not saying you sounded bad with Real Big Fish. Sure, sure, Definitely sure. sounded yeah. good because I was reeled in. I was like, I love yeah. these guys, you know? <laughs> um, but seeing you at 350, I'm, I just could see the the growth, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm yeah. so glad that these guys are, are still hitting it and yeah. still doing it and to uh, to see you guys live again. And, and I could see, uh, you know, you're using your – you're learning your jumps properly from – Goldfinger, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, was, that was the first thing I got told. <laughs> it was the first thing. Mike, like, it was so funny. Mike Herrera warned me. Uh, he was basically like, you know, the thing the thing that always bums John out with fillets is they don't jump around enough. And I was like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, it just, like, it just awakened something in, in me. I was like, I, yeah, now I can't stand still on stage. Like, yeah. so much more fun. My it is afterwards because I'm 32, but <laughs> yeah, and that's why probably John has had so many knee surgeries himself, oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. So yeah, we've got. Uh, I it's funny, like when I first started working with him. So he's really big on. He has a drum rug okay. that gets gaff gaff taped down mm-hmm. underneath him yeah. on stage. And at first, I was like, "That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is silly." And then. I started jumping around, not even as much as he does. I, I can't keep up with him, but as you know, as much as I can, and my knees hurt so bad. And I was like, I get it now. I a hundred percent get why this is necessary. This is not some sort of like frivolous thing. This is absolutely necessary because holy shit, my knees are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense. I hundred percent got it. At I that probably, moment, I was like, oh man. I probably would have had the same reaction. I would have been like, why? What? You know, one of those things you don't, you don't, you don't know until you know, and then you get off stage one day and you're like, Oh my God, my whole body hurts. <laughs> it's all that impact. It would have been nice to have a soft stage. Oh, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Makes so much sense now. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. I'm going to keep that in mind for the future next time I play. Cause I like to jump uh, around. percent. Highly recommend it. Get start- a drum rug. Just gaff it down right underneath where you stand. Get done. a nice You're done. Your knees won't hurt. Nice thick one. And I'll just mm-hmm. tape that mother down. That'd be Yep. That'd be much better. Cause yeah, I, lately, um after a show, I'm just like, Oh my god, what hit me? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So yep. yeah, that makes yep. sense. I also I have to like stretch and warm up now like it's a workout. Yes. Which is very funny. 
Yes. You I never have, used to do that? No, I never did either. And, and uh, no. it was a year or two ago where I um, I w- it was this was before I, I made sure I stretched and I like mm-hmm. pu- I like pulled something in my lower back Jeez. and, yeah, it, and it, it hurt like it for it for happen. a while so so I learned my yep. lesson you know oh yeah I think we're I think we're around the same age so I'm I'm 29 so. and you're okay yeah. you're like 32, 30, so. 32 yeah, pretty close so. yeah pretty close so yeah yep yeah. Uh, all right man well Reed thank you so much and and yeah I hope I yeah. hope I bump into you on Friday and absolutely. Yeah. Please, please say hello. Yeah. yeah, That would be great. All right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad we got to do this. I'm sorry we didn't get to do it in person on, on Saturday, but I'm super happy we were able to make it work by phone. I'm just, honestly, I'm very grateful that you were persistent at getting back to me and (laughs) through all that. And I like, I felt bad for you when you said, yeah, I'm going to TM from Tinley park to LA via (laughs) phone. For, and I'm because I I have a a good friend um, who you know does um, he does booking and he does some TMM sure. too yeah, and yeah. he's had to do things like that it's and, an ordeal and it, every time he tells me about it I'm just like gosh that sounds like a big because you're not there like how right. can you yep. that's a job where you have to physically be there and I'm just you like sure do oh. L- luckily luckily this is not true with with many bands but luckily like pretty much everybody who plays in the in the goldfinger rotating lineup they're pretty much all like self-reliant that's good easygoing people and so it's it's nice to be it, it was it's nice to be able to step away for for a weekend and be like hey i got this other thing but i got you for whatever you need mm-hmm. and like don't get me wrong my phone is ringing but it was it was <laughs> not nearly as much as i thought and it was kind of nice that like to be reminded that like yeah like the ship won't sink. Like, <laughs> it's it's a self reliant ship. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, but that's good because considering how far away you were, and you know, I yeah, I would have been freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, like what's yeah. gonna happen? You know, but uh, yep. yeah, like I said, luckily, luckily, everybody who plays with that band is is awesome, and and you know, doesn't didn't give me too much of a hard time for being two thousand miles away. So I mm. definitely definitely appreciated them quite yeah. a bit that weekend for sure. Good. Um, Gosh, I keep keeping you, but one is no, there anything good. you want to say about We're the Union before you go? Uh let's see. Okay, so uh our audio tree session comes out September eighteenth, I believe. Uh I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that looked we really been cool. To do, we've been we've been trying to do that for years. Uh we are super, super excited that we were able to get in there. Um they took awesome care of us. They were so nice. Uh, and yeah, that's going to hit Spotify and YouTube. I'm told September 18th. So I'm very excited for that. And then, um, we have literally nothing planned right now, which means that I'm just going to go start writing songs. So good idea. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, other than that, you'll probably see us pretty quiet for the rest of the year, but you know, we'll, we'll probably pop up and do a show or two towards the end of the year. We'll see. Okay. But, uh, as of right now, it's, 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 it's remarkably quiet, which is which is good. We went pretty hard for a year. So, yeah, last year uh, was uh, was we'll pretty busy. Breather. Yeah, because <laughs> you had the yeah. the tour with Real Big Fish, and then you yep. had your own tour after that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was that yep. was quite a bit. Yeah, we did uh, we did a lot of really cool stuff. We had some of the best shows we've we've ever gotten to play. Um, we've been very very lucky, and uh, feels like a good time to like take a few month breath. Yeah. And then go. All right, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there'll be more. Just uh, we don't know what yet. 
cool kind of awesome keeping it keeping it easy but yeah the audio tree session is something i'm really excited about yeah i'm uh, looking a lot forward of our to a lot of our contemporaries that i that i look up to uh have done it recently and so it, it feels kind of cool to feels cool to see our name on the list with with you know some of the bands that i have been listening to lately so that's awesome it's good it's all good well sweet i can't wait for it either thank you all right, Reed. Well, enjoy. Uh, well, not enjoy, but good luck with the rest of your, rest of your laundry. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And be careful. With Almost that, done. That softener. Oh, good. Hopefully, yeah. it made the time pass for you. Yeah, it, it did. I'm <laughs> just about ready to pull my last load out of the dryer now. This worked out great. <laughs> now you get to do the best part: folding, right? Well, actually, I get to roll it up in a suitcase because I fly out at six in the morning tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Are you in Chicago? No, I'm back in LA. You're back in LA. Days. Okay. But yeah, yeah obviously I you're coming back flew here. Home for two days. And so. yep. Did I flew home to do laundry and, and say hi to my girlfriend for two seconds. And then hey, that's <laughs> right, those, right back to Chicago. Those are important things. <laughs> they sure are. So. All right, sure man. Are. I'll talk to you later. Uh, good chatting. Thank no, you so much. No, thank you. So I ended up going to that Goldfinger show. It was amazing. The only thing was I felt like they played a little short. That was my only issue. I feel like it wasn't a full 90 minutes. And maybe it wasn't, but you know what? I shouldn't complain because that was the first time that I'd seen them since I was 13. And that was a long time ago. That was 2003, and it's 2019. So I'm just going to shut up and (laughs) not complain about it. I didn't bump into Reed at all. I'm sure he was busy. I didn't get to the show right away. My uh, brother Joe ended up coming with me, and we had a great time. I might have seen you there, uh, actually. I saw quite a few people I knew there. So it was great, and I'm forever grateful for Reed's time because he's a busy, busy dude. So thank you so much again to Reed Wolcott from We Are The Union. Make sure you check them out and look forward to hearing new music from them whenever that gets released. And who knows, you might see Reed at a Five Five Iron Frenzy show or a Goldfinger show or, you know, anytime you bump into Reed, please make sure that you heard about him on the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. I want him to know that. (laughs) All right? So be like, hey, you were on the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. That would make my, my day, my life. Thank you so much for that. So that's it for today's episode. I'm Jacques Lamour, your host. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you go back and you listen to previous episodes of the podcast. I feel like there's something for everyone there, um, whether you like pop punk or ska or whatever it might be. Um, reach out to us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm on Twitter at on air with JL and you can just find me on Facebook under Jacques Lamour um, Bangarang Radio both Twitter and Facebook is at Bangarang Radio if you're in a band or maybe you're a publicist or a manager or or uh, whatever it might be and you, you're interested in getting your music played on the show or you want to try to book an interview please hit me up bangarangradio at gmail.com or maybe you want to do a sponsorship that would be cool too Um, whatever it is, and if it's not a sponsorship, if it's not a song submission, and you just want to say, hey, you want to tell me how much you love the podcast or how much you hate it or whatever, just shoot that email to me, bangarangradio 
at gmail.com. And speaking of, if you could just take a tiny moment of your time and give us a good review, a good rating, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast, Uh, if it's on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever it is, please just give us a nice rating. And I appreciate that so much. So the next episode of Pop Punk and Pizza that's going to be coming your way is all about Punk the Burbs Festival in Lyle, Illinois. It's, as it sounds, it's a suburb of Chicago, if you're not familiar. And there's a really cool punk fest happening there called Punk the Burbs Fest. And I got to sit down with two of the organizers of the festival, and uh, we're going to lay that all out next week on the uh, podcast we're going to talk about some of the bands that are playing. We don't talk about all of them, but just because there's so many bands playing in uh, the two days that the festival is taking place. But the headliners this year are Mr. T Experience and Tsunami Bomb. So both of those bands are going to be playing the Punk the Burbs Festival. But anyway, that episode is going to be coming your way next week, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, I hope things are going well for you. And if things are if finding things to be a little rough, Please just take a moment, take a deep breath, and remember that I believe in you, all right? Keep on a trucking, my friend. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey.